but we don't believe that Lewis is part of Big Brother. I want to make that very clear. Hey there, listeners. This is Buck with Gravel Trap F1. Last week, Caroline and Christina flew down to sunny Florida to see the Miami Grand Prix in person. Due to the schedule, we had to record shortly after they arrived. So today's episode will be filled with anticipation, discussions of various hype drains, and predictions that may or may not have aged well. Also, joining us are two F1 content creators, Neha K. Shreeder and Nicole Fry. Let's go! Well, for our listeners, we have a very special episode today. We are here live from Miami for the Miami Grand Prix with Neha. Neha, give us your handle. Hi, I'm Neha. My handle is Neha K. Schreeder. And Nicole? Hi, everyone. Uh, My handle is It's Nicole Fry. And they are a couple of F1 content creators slash, honestly, experts on all the things that are F1 content creation. And so it is Friday. We are actually getting ready to go to FP1 and FP2. We're all squatting up there together. So if you guys are there and you saw us, because I guess by the time that this podcast will air, it will be post-race. But if you saw us, we were so excited to see you guys. And I mean, yeah, hug us, wave at us, picture with us, whatever. We love you. Um, But yes, we're so excited to have them here with us to discuss all things Miami, all things F1. And of course, I'm here with my incredible co-host, Christina, in the same room at the the same same time. Yes. Okay. Get ready for all of the Taylor Swift references for this episode. You guys, for our listeners who might not know, this is Christina's and my first time ever in the room together in the flesh. And I have to say, I've already hugged her maybe nine times, and I will probably hug her nine more times during the course of this episode. So glad you're here, Christina. In the same room. With the- oh, my gosh. Fuck <laughs> is like, don't do that. I will lean over to this mic at all times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so Neha, you got in yesterday. How's the experience been so far? It's been great. I got in. My flight's situation was interesting, but finally got in. Came and hung out with Caroline for a little bit. What an amazing human being she is. So got to explore the beach a little bit. Wanted to go to the Williams pop-up. Couldn't. So that is still part of the plan for at some point because I'm very surprised at how late the track opens, especially compared to Coda where I I went last year Mm -hmm. and you have to get there so early, especially for GA to secure a spot. So excited. The vibes here are amazing. Like if the sun will make anyone happy. So I very happy to be here. Excited to meet everyone here. It's just, uh, I'm very excited to come back basically is what it is. Yes, I'm curious to see what this Campus Pass experience is going to be like because my only reference is also Austin. And so I'm like, are we just going to be getting there and have no room? I mean, what what are we expecting? We have no idea. (laughs) This is our first in-person race. Yes. So this is like, we're walking in completely blind. Yeah. This is the baseline, essentially, to which all Grand Prix are going to be measured, which I don't know if this is the baseline that you want to have necessarily. (laughs) No. Uh, But this is the starting line. This is lap one of we'll see how many. (laughs) Okay. So what are you guys hoping to see over the course of the weekend? Uh, my big thing is that I know it's going to be hot. So 
criteria one is how many amenities do I have access to? How easily can I get water? How easily can I get out of the shade, even if it's just for like 10, 15 minutes at a time? Like that's, that's my number one is how like accessible that is. Yeah. I want to know if the campus pass lives up to the hype. Mm. Like there's been a lot of promises like with Miami in general. And I'm just so excited to see like what the fan experience is like for someone who's never been and who has no idea what they're kind of getting themselves into. Like, is it accessible to everyone? Like, is there enough water for everyone? What's the food situation like? Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Is there going to be water in the marina? What that water situation is going to be like? (laughs) What about you, Neha? I... So I have grandstand tickets, but I do plan on like hanging out with you guys for majority of the time. I don't know how great I want to, but I do want to see how good the grandstand vibes are because I'm not on the main grandstand. And I feel like that's where a lot of that action happens. It is like through the like tighter series of corners that it's like turn 13, 14, 15 is where the grandstand that I'm at is. Um, So that'll be interesting. It's not like the best overtaking zone, but it'll be cool to see cars go through that series. And I feel like I think it was last year that drivers had issues with turn 15 for, and that's where both Carlos. 13 into 14, into the 14, 15 chicane. Right, that. So that's where Carlos and Esteban both crashed, which is not something I want to see a repeat of. So um, excited to see how that works, how the views are from there. Um, But also excited to walk around the entire track and do kind of our version of a track walk and see what there is and see all the activations. Cause I know F1 kind of goes, oh, they seem to be promising a lot with Miami and yeah. trying to go above and beyond. Yeah, totally. Okay. So this next part is going to be something that's probably not going to age super well, but I'm really curious to hear everybody's thoughts on what the podium predictions will be for the weekend. And we know that this podcast will air after the results. So be kind to us people. <laughs> We'll start with Nicole. Oh, that is a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think if it does rain, I am predicting at least one of the Astons to be on the podium. My Mm. bet would be Lance because he's been historically very good in the rain. So that's a very bold, very bold prediction. That is bold. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, practical predictions, I'm going to say we're probably going to have a Red Bull at the very top. Um, hopefully a Mercedes mixed up a little bit this week and either a Ferrari or Aston somewhere in the mix as well for third. Mm, Christina? My bet overall is that, yeah, it's going to be another Red Bull, Red like one, two. Yeah. I don't see it going any other way. For third though, I think I'm like, I'm not, this whole season, I'm not overly confident with Mercedes. Like realistically, I, I know that they've made progress and that they've done some good stuff, but overall still, I don't feel like they're confident in themselves. So how am I supposed to be, right? I I do think that still best bet is going to be yeah, one of the Astons. Like that's short of Max and Checo like tagging each other out. I think that's the only way that anybody else gets on the podium is if those two genuinely start racing each other, genuinely get into a little bit of fight, miscalculate a little bit, mm-hmm. play a game of chicken, which I don't think it's going to happen this early in the season, but I do anticipate it happening at some point this season. They're going to tag each other. Oh, but how fun would it be for it to be here and we all get to see it? Right. Can you imagine? Oh, I can. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> I can more than imagine. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Neha, what do you think? Um, I think there's no way that Max does not win again. I think he's very, like, he's very comfortable with the car this year. There's no reason that it shouldn't be a Red Bull 1-2. 
unless something happens during qualifying that like how Checo started all the way in P19. But yeah, I'm going to say Red Bull 1-2 and probably an Aston in P3, but would love to see my ideal podium would probably be a Red Bull, a Mercedes, and a Ferrari. Ooh, well, speaking of Ferrari, the Ferrari team is actually staying here where we are right now. And unfortunately, the drivers are not here, but the rest of the team are here. So I saw Charlotte, their PR person. I saw pretty much everybody else on the team. I mean, it was just a sea of red when I went down for breakfast this morning. And it's not just Ferrari. It's also Alfa Romeo and it's also Haas. So honestly, listeners, I don't even know how I ended up in this hotel, to be completely honest with you. Like, I'm shocked that they even had a room. But here we are. I will say it is a handicap accessible room. So we get to benefit from the space. But yes, we saw them this morning and I was texting Neha as you guys were on your way over and I was like, all caps, you guys, the entire Alfa Romeo and Ferrari team are standing outside. Be prepared. Be prepared to do something. Um, So yeah, today was my Aston Martin day and I took off my hat when I got that text from Caroline because I was like, oh goodness, I can't let the Ferrari people see me in an Aston Martin hat today. (laughs) Like tomorrow is the day I wear Ferrari stuff and I chose Day to wear Aston Martin. This is not going to work out. So I took it off and I walked in. <laughs> okay. So if you guys were going to run into anybody this weekend, who do you wish or want to run into? Okay. We were talking about this last night. And one of the things, one of the questions that's like, I think prime that I want to be able to ask someone at some point is Christian Horner. Ooh. I want to run into him and I want to ask him which of his favorite children is actually his favorite between Sebastian Vettel, Daniel Ricardo. And Max Verstappen. Those are his favorites. Everybody knows it. He like doesn't care about he cares about his other racers. Let's be clear. He does, but like not at the same degree at all. He has his favorites. But I need to know who's the favorite of the favorites. Like, I feel like that's the real question here. What do you think his answer would be? I think Seb. I think your first I think your first child is always like the most special, no matter what. I I would anticipate him saying Seb. We'll have to find him and ask him. Although, I don't know. Would he answer it? I mean, would he point blank answer it? I don't think he would answer it, but I think he'd give you that, like, cheeky little laugh and side eye, which I think would be worth it. Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> right? <laughs> either, yeah, either the, like, little laugh and side eye or just straight up, no pause, just, like, sub. <laughs> just, like, no question, no hesitation. Sebastian Vettel fan. Even if they're not, they are a Sebastian yes. Vettel fan. That is just what it is. It'd be even better if he was with Daniel Ricardo when you asked him. <laughs> At the pool party. <laughs> okay, so break down for our listeners some of the events that are happening over the course of the weekend. Because I know I get a lot of people asking, like you know, I'm going to the Grand Prix. What kind of things can I do? Where can I see people? You guys know more about the spots to be than I do. So fill them in the spots to be um like in terms of like if they like if somebody was like oh i'm going to a grand prix where should i hang out where should i go what should i do to rub elbows with the peeps sure um i feel like miami is so different than austin austin the vibes were very much like you can go anywhere and do anything and there you'll probably find people miami seems to be a lot of the we're going to be at clubs and there's lots of events with DJs, especially in Miami beach is what it seems like. Um, which is a very interesting thing. I know Red Bull's having a pool party tomorrow night with Daniel Ricardo and Christian Horner in attendance and also sky, sky, skydiving. Yeah. 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 Some skydiving yeah. performance. Why? Cause it's yeah. Red Bull, a hard rock hotel tomorrow night. Yeah. 
How do you do a skydiving performance? How do you perform skydiving? <laughs> if it's at night, how at night is it? Is it like a glow in the dark? Is it skydiver? Like the, the Black Eyed Peas uh, halftime show that time where they wore those light up suits. Is that what they're gonna wear? <laughs> Like that has to be it. That has to, just like for safety reasons. It has to be. There right. has to be some element of light there. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people. Or I know I was looking at Plus Forty Four's website or Instagram page, and they said that there was like a special surprise that like today in the morning for the first couple of people who got there. I don't know what that special surprise was, but you know what? That is cool that Lewis is doing something here. I'm really excited that he's like kind of this is first. I'm, assuming in-person pop-up that Plus yeah. 44 has had since their launch. So nice to see that here and hopefully get to go tomorrow. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And for our listeners who don't know, Plus 44 is Lewis Hamilton's thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's his. Like a, it seems like a clothing brand right now. They're doing lots of clothing drops, but also definitely more so things that are platform initiative yeah. like things that are relevant to lewis whether that's fashion or just his extracurricular activities outside of racing feels kind of like his blog that's not a blog it's like his own personal brand he's like morphing into something that can outlive his time in formula one is what this really feels like yeah the ominous something yeah. is coming <laughs> Buck just put up the the announcement from his website where it's just all black letters. Something is coming. <laughs> oh, geez. This feels a little bit Big Brother. Not to quote anybody else, but it feels a little bit. <laughs> Lewis is but watching. But we don't believe that Lewis is part of Big Brother. I want to make that very clear. We believe that Lewis is part of great things. We love you, Lewis. So, Christina, do you have any questions? So many, Caroline. Oh. So many. <laughs> Life racing oh, i don't know we have to highlight your uh your bracelets oh yeah you guys if you can get yourself a friend like christina keep them forever because christina has labored for hours and hours and made matching friendship bracelets for all of us and i gotta say she's a woman of her word because it was like weeks ago that we were talking about like let's be best friends and she was like we'll get friendship bracelets and i was like ha ha so great and here we are with actual friendship bracelets so i'm obsessed it's true. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We're the Miami Gay. Wait, what? what is the name of the group chat? Babes. Miami Babes. Miami, Miami Babes. <laughs> okay, Christina, questions. Oh, my goodness. Now I actually have to think about stuff. Okay. How This couch moves. Sorry, I did not realize it reclined. But there's the gondola. I'm so excited. Like, What's the gondola? There are these gondola pods that are going to be like going over top of the race. Stop. And like the thing is, mm -hmm. I know they're there. I haven't seen or haven't looked hard enough on how to access them. Like, do we just walk up and be like, hi, I want to get on this gondola. But how, why, why are they having a gondola? Not that I'm complaining, but like, I'm pretty sure they were there last year. Yeah. So they're like almost like these gondola cable cars that go like around like the bottom part of the track what? and I don't know how you access them I'm assuming it's like a theme park where you have to stand in a very long line to get to them but yeah so apparently you're supposed to have really good views of the track from the gondolas is it supposed to be kind of like Miami's version of Coda's tower I think that is like their rebuttal to it yeah gotcha. we love the tower at Coda but we're here to talk about Miami so so now for our listeners who might not know 
we're currently at Miami Beach. However, the race is not at Miami Beach. A lot of the events happen here, but the race is at the Hard Rock Stadium, which I know everybody knows. But somebody was telling me the other day that they've made a lot of changes to the Miami track, like safety-wise, after last year. Do you guys know anything about that? Yeah. Um, they have relayed the surface, which is something I know all the drivers complained about last year. I mean, it's the whole track is built on a parking lot, right? So it makes sense that it is very bumpy and I'm happy that they resurfaced it, even if it provides even a little bit more comfort to the drivers while they are driving, that's good. And I'm also very happy that porpoising doesn't exist because I'm sure that both of those things together was just not fun last year. So this year better also announced yesterday that they shortened two of the DRS zones oh. and I am very interested to see how that all comes together, especially after what happened last weekend in Baku. That hundred, even one, it like seems so insignificant, 75 meters in two DRS zones, but 100 meters in Baku, just like we had DRS train of five, six drivers. We had Lewis unable to take, uh, overtake Carlos for several, several laps and even till the end of the race. So I don't think it's going to help, especially with the two DRS zones being the prime ones for overtaking. Yeah. And the the part that I find more tragic is that we haven't had a comment on if they're going to be changing. Like they're not, they're currently not planning and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but changing that chicane, even though that was another complaint, another one where people were just being like, excuse me, do we have to have this here? Can we change it in some way? And they've chosen not to. Do we think that they're like hoping that because of the re- like the relaying of the track, like the new surface, that that will like fix the issues everyone had with the chicane, or is it still going to be like a problem with these new generation of cars? That's I think is my assumption is that they're thinking we repaved the track, we resurfaced it, everything like they're going to have better grip, they're going to be able to handle it into there. But that also wasn't the prime complaint. The prime complaint was also just the type of barriers that they had behind where both Esteban and Carlos crashed into. So I also haven't heard news that they've changed that which is kind of the more disappointing part where it's like drivers have legitimately complained about their safety and they've kind of just said no it's fine we haven't changed anything really it's fine yeah and the news just broke about brad pitt oh Oh, yeah (laughs) which we definitely have to talk about i haven't even had a a chance to debrief the news with any of you guys so you guys are getting the raw takes on this which have you heard? Have you heard like the original statement, which was that he is driving an F1 car on that weekend? Or have you heard the updated statement, which is, no, he's not driving an F1 car. He's driving an F2 car. No, it's not while other cars are on track. It's just for him to have his own free practice session, essentially. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that he was going to be driving at Silverstone and beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the, the full story is that the first rumor was that he would be driving an F1 car Mm -hmm. and that it would be on track as an 11th team. So like with a separate livery that they were legally allowed to use in the movie or that the livery that they're planning to have in the movie kind of a thing, which makes sense in my mind um, because rights and paying all the teams to be able to use their liveries. Like Mm -hmm. that's one thing I'm really curious about is what what teams are they using for this movie? Like are they just going to have the similar color schemes and then completely rename them so that way you know which team they're referencing? But not, they're not directly like be calling it Ferrari. They're calling it like Fur Italia or something. Exactly, exactly. So like, how are they handling that? But circling back to Brad Pitt, essentially, no, he's not driving an actual F one car. It's not on track with other drivers, which is what other people were being like really pressed about. And also Colton Herta being like, 
well, he gets to do it. Why can't I? I died when I saw what Colton Herta said. I died. Yeah. But no, Brad Pitt is basically just doing, at Silverstone at least, it's just him doing test runs in an F2 car. On to an pre- empty track. Yeah, on an empty track. Like he's getting his own free practice session, essentially. Well, that's good. Would it be like in between other sessions, essentially? That's what I'm assuming. I mean, um, until we see the schedule, we have no way of knowing. But that's what it sounds like. But is Silverstone also a weekend where they have like F2 and F3? Or is it just F1? Do we know off the top of our heads? I do not. I'm assu- they normally have a support series racing. So I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. And just said, okay, we're going to cancel those and have... <laughs> Please just watch Brad. <laughs> literally gonna be on the schedule it's just gonna be like okay filming with brad pitt is just gonna be there i'm gonna that's gonna be so interesting it's gonna be similar to the team principal parade that was supposed to be here last year i wonder if they're gonna do that again oh (laughs) my gosh well i would love it if like we i I say we like we're going to silverstone we're not going to silverstone but it would be cool if you saw because i love when the fans get the really big fat heads of the drivers if they just had a bunch of brad pitts for when brad pitt has his session i'm like if he just goes around and sees brad pitts everywhere i feel like that would just make the movie Uh, do you know how many times they're gonna say brad pitt in the pits Oh, gosh. By the way, Buck is here representing his Miami. I don't think I didn't see it, Buck. You're wearing the Miami shirt made by Superfan Racing. If you haven't checked it out, you absolutely should. It's amazing. You can get it customized with the driver's number that you want on the back. And it's got a really cool – look at Buck go. Yes, Buck. And you can get – it's actually got a really cool detail on the bottom. It's got this silhouette of – the F1 car, like on the bottom, like kind of driving. I have it over there and I'll show you guys. But yes, so shout out to Superfan Racing. Thanks for supporting us here at Gravel Trap F1. We love you. Oh, and he's here, actually. Yeah, I think it was kind of a last minute decision, but he wasn't going to be able to come and now he's here. So we'll have to see if like we can link up. I don't know why I said it like that. That was so weird. I don't know what's wrong with me. I wonder if they'll have the mermaids this year like they did last year. I swear if they don't. <laughs> I'd be so mad. We need like an H2O moment. Like, Cleor! No! <laughs> Buck, if you don't know what that is, we've got to help you look it up. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Also, speaking of Australians, special shout out to my Australian friend who's babysitting Squeaks. Shout out. This is the first squeak- Squeaks-less episode we've ever had. It is. Like... Everybody feel very sad. I'm feeling like I'm very stressed. Mom has left their child alone for the first time. It's not the first time I've left him with a babysitter. Like, but still, it's it's a long time. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. Mom is traveling internationally. Squeaks left such a large void. We had to fill him with two humans. That's what we had to do. <laughs> but yes, he's he's also a huge F1 fan. So like, my goal is if I can swing it, find an Australian to sign something for him. And be like, thank you for watching Cat. I can't pay you, and I'm not going to because you're my friend, and that's weird. Uh, but here's a signed Australian thing. That is so cool. Yeah, that's the goal. And if I don't live up to it and he listens to this episode, sorry, mate. Okay, so Squeaks loves Max Verstappen. Yeah. When do we think, because I think we can all safely say that I think that Max Verstappen will probably win the Drivers' Championship this year. I don't think I'm... Stepping on any toes and saying that. Um, when do we think he'll clinch it? Honestly, I'm not even the only one that thinks that. I was in the elevator with some of the Ferrari people who I won't name for the sake of their, you know, privacy. And they were very positive. I want to just 
also emphasize they're very positive, but they're also realists. And I asked them, I said, are, are, do you guys think you're going to win this weekend? And they were like, we would like to, but we don't think we will. That Red Bull is fast. And I was like, oh, okay. Realism. That's good. That's good for the soul. Um, but when do we think Max will clinch it? When can he? Like, when is the soonest he can actually secure the championship? I think it very much depends on Checo and how close he can maintain this, like, right now, what, six points? It's mm -hmm. not that much. As long as he can keep that gap very narrow, as few points separating them as possible, I think it could go later. But the thing is, the front half of the season is very front-loaded with street circuits, and the only ones we have coming later are Singapore and Vegas. So if Checo kind of gets, yeah, Monaco's coming up. If, if Checo stays on it, I see no reason why the battle can't go significantly longer than we would assume so. Yeah. But I don't know. Max just seems to be on top of this game right now. And will they let them race? Will they actually oh, let them yeah. battle it out? Like that is the question I have for Red Bull. Yeah. Buck wants us to make it clear that we don't count out Checo. Checo can and might take it out from under Max's feet, which would be quite the plot twist. Like, the thing is, though, for that to happen, Max has to have so many bad weekends. Mm -hmm. Like, the window currently is like, you know, it, it's open every once in a while, and Checo's done a good job to step through it these couple of times that it's been necessary for him to do. But again, both of those times, it was because Max was at the back and had to, yeah, in Jeddah, Max had to, like, come from the back. Mm -hmm. And then he got his side pod bumped. Mm -hmm. So, like, both of those times that Checo won, it was when Max was also at a distinct disadvantage. So, and Max does not like that. He does not accept that. That is something that he, like, fights hard against. He, like, think back to Singapore when, with his low fuel and how he was just, like, no, we're never doing this again. Like, that is unacceptable. So, again, how many bad, like, unlucky races do we think Max is going to have? Ferrari taught us anything last year. It's unluck is always possible. It's always possible. <laughs> what are we most looking forward to this weekend? Ooh, I am really interested to see what merch is here in Miami. Because people have been, teams, fans, the merch has been amazing that has come out ahead of this weekend i'm so excited to see what everyone's wearing who people are supporting just like what is the atmosphere amongst the fans and nicole's kind of a merch expert for our listeners that might not know she does a lot of reviews on the merch she's got good opinions oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm honestly just most looking forward to actually being able to hear them and see them in person for the first time of just like how close can i get to one of these cars and like bucket list F1 things is just to be able to touch one, like touch the butt moment. I don't think that's going to happen this weekend. But if any F1 team ever wants to let me just like. Are you say prepared hello. to pay that fine? <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie, my bad. Um, I'm really excited just to, I'm actually really excited for qualifying. I feel like on street tracks, qualifying sometimes is just more exciting than the race just because we've seen the pace of the Ferrari. We've seen like glimpses of pace from other people. I'm just excited to see quality because I feel like it'll actually, like if even if the race, it's a complete Red Bull dominated race, quality could be very close. And I think Charles is, we, we've seen it. He's very good on a one lap pace. So I think, fingers crossed, 
Ferrari pole. Ooh, a Ferrari pole in Miami would be pretty exciting. Okay. Oh, I I want to ask one other question. Do we think they're going to do the helmets again this year or are they going to do something else? I hope so. That is my dream. Really? Yes. And I'm hoping they fix the confetti or the streamers or whatever was wrong last year. But other than that, the helmets should come back. Okay. I Those helmets look so ridiculous when once someone isn't also wearing the padding. Like, I, I didn't realize how rarely you ever see someone with a football helmet on without the padding. But the moment they're not like that super bulked up tortilla chip. It looks absolutely ridiculous. They're, they're like those kids' toy ones that little like bobbleheads you wear for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> and especially with like the drivers just have like thick necks. Yeah. And like with that, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I was like, I loved seeing it in the moment. Yeah. I, also, I think it might be like a first race thing. Like it was the first race in Miami. So they did the football helmets, but I would love to see a football helmet moment yeah. again because it's just so funny like yesterday in uh during media day they were all playing football in the paddock and i was living for all of the moments of like yuki throwing a football and valtteri throwing a football like it just made me happy so would love to have that similar energy with the football helmets yes and if they're not going to do the football helmets i want to see them make like give them the regular caps and then give them pit vipers that say like Pirelli or something like across the pit vipers with like the Pirelli one first, the Pirelli second, the Pirelli third. Because I honestly think that that would just live on in infamy. I, I like when Pirelli do iconic things like that. Like that's just really funny. This is probably, probably not going to age well, but these are our pre-Miami predictions. What celebrities, and we have some sneak peeks anyway from this week. What celebrities do we think are going to be there this weekend? Well, we've had confirmation of a couple influencers going, which are like celebrity-ish. So we know Maddie White's going to be here and Alex Earl. And then I don't know who else is going with the Tart whole thing. I, I don't remember her name, um, but she is the girl who does like the foundation challenge where she puts like 12 pumps of foundation on her hand and like... Oh gosh, yeah. She was on my flight. So no she is... I, very sure she's going with the Tart trip. That makes sense because I think she was on a previous Tart trip. So she's going to be there. Um, we have like, yeah, I think the Tart trip is the big one that is also causing some waves and ripples in TikTok comments just being like, why are they invited? But it makes sense why they are doing what they're doing. It's just more exposure for them rather than for F1. As far as like bigger celebrities, Shaq, he was He's here everywhere. last year. He's and everywhere. If he doesn't show up, I'm going to actually be very sad because I want to see him yeah. at every single U.S. Grand Prix. Like, he just is amazing. I love him. When he doesn't just show up either. He also DJs. Yeah. He's like, put me to work. <laughs> well, and last year, didn't he show up with, like, a camera and, like, the grid walk? And he was yes. just, like, taking fan photos and was so happy to be here. And I love that energy. I just, I love when, I love seeing those celebrities that are just such people- like a people person like you were meant there's little show ponies like very daniel ricardo style of just like i like talking to people i like interacting with people it's where i get my joy i like seeing people who that's their joy doing stuff like this like the drivers it's not their first thought it's not their first thing and and you can tell but like invite people who this is their bliss who this is like they became actors or celebrities or whatever because they like the applause let them work for you. Let them do the thing for you. Like, they bring the good energy. We need more Scotty Gaines is up in the grid walks because I feel like he just has all of our hearts. 
in the F1 TikTok community. She really does. Um, we saw the Fast and the Furious people, which I think is like, that was a very correct thing, like yeah. move for them to do. Just like yeah. the vibes are very similar where they, so they got that. And like Vin Diesel was just making his rounds across the paddock, which I thought was very funny. He had a nice, awkward hug with Oscar, which I think. <laughs> Wait, awkward because Oscar is just that way, yes. or like okay, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was gonna say what what brand of awkward. And honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't do it with the Fast and the Furious people last year because that seems like that's a, that's such an obvious choice. So it is, but this year they have the movie coming out, so this is most likely just part of their like press tour because actors they don't do the press until they're told they have to do the press. That's that's also a thing. Well, this is not a bad place to have to do the press, I've got to say. Now, did I see correctly that James Corden is back this year? He is, yeah. What? I didn't. I, F1LE posted that he it was in front of the paddock yesterday. So Filming for what? We don't know because his show is done. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Are we going to get another, like, cropped moment? With one of the teams, I is Daniel going to bring it back? <laughs> Daniel could pull it off. Like I, I feel like he's the only one who can convince Max to do that. And I, if if we saw Max do that, I would. I don't even know what would be happening. All credit to Daniel. <laughs> no, but for real, for the rest of the day, we have FP one, FP two today, and so we'll, we're all heading to the track together because safety in numbers. And uh, once we get there, we'll be baking in the hot sun. And loving watching all the cars go around. Um, And then tomorrow, it'll be FP3 and Quali. I'm actually, I don't know if you guys can see my shoes. I'm with Puma tomorrow. So I'll be heading over to the Mercedes garage tomorrow with them. And then seeing if I can catch a sighting of George to convince him to do said Russell Hustle. We will see. We're working on it. Um, And then Sunday, we're just at the race. As they say, off to the races. Oh, but I, what I really want to see, I know this is kind of off-brand or whatever, because I know it's more of a NASCAR thing, but the meme, and it's not really a meme, it's more of a video of Kevin James when he does, God, God bless our troops. God bless America. I want to see it happen, either here or at Kona. I need them to bring him back. And I need Daniel Ricardo like cacawing in the background. And I think that it could be the most iconic F1 moment there ever has been. Sorry, I almost took you out there. <laughs> I feel like we, I did see something about them doing some kind of driver presentation similar to, I think it was what, Coda in 2017, where they did like the very dramatic entrances for everyone. So if we get that, I will also be excited because I love that moment of Daniel Ricciardo just being really hype and exiting the tunnel. Something similar to that, I feel like Lewis could give us something really good. Pierre, here for those moments. Yeah. Do we think they're going to like exit out of the tunnel like a normal football team would? Like, is that what their plan is? Because they're all like hubbed inside the mm-hmm. That could be really interesting. Oh, that is interesting. We should do a whole episode on like what their walkout songs would be. Ah, it. the magic, but not today. And it'll, and of course, Fernando Alonso will be something Taylor Swift. So stay tuned. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Gravel Trap F1 podcast. We're here with Neha, Nicole, and of course, Christina and Caroline. Until next time, meow, meow. You guys want to meow? Meow.
Hey there, listeners. If you like our podcast, the best way to support us and help us grow is by leaving a review. This helps our ratings and definitely helps me prove my high school guidance counselor was wrong.